0: because they say, Oh, you're a personal trainer, you must love to work out. And that's true. But that's not true every day. Sometimes I don't want to work out. Sometimes I'm feeling tired or just unmotivated. And I don't want to do it. But I understand that the action has to come first, because the action is what breeds consistency. Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals, so let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today is our first question and answer episode. So in these episodes, I will spend time answering your questions that you submit to the podcast. If you have a question that you would like answered on a future episode, you can send me an email to podcast at com. That's podcast at NXTstepfitness.com. And make sure you put question in the subject line so I can see it right away. So let's go ahead and dive in and get some questions answered for you guys. Okay. Our first question is about protein. And the question is, what are some good options for on-the-go sources of protein? And I really like this question. I, get, I actually get asked it a lot. Protein is one of the essential macronutrients that our body needs for energy. And it is also satiating, which basically means that it takes a longer period of time for our body to digest and use protein for energy, which means it helps us stay fuller for longer. A lot of times when you think of protein, you can think of animal sources of protein like beef, chicken, fish, and dairy products. And then there's also plant sources of protein like certain beans, legumes, tofu, edamame, and things like that. A good general baseline for adequate protein throughout the day is to use your palm, your hand as a guide, and just make sure you have a dense source of protein at each of your meals throughout the day. And a dense serving, generally speaking for most people, is about the size of your palm. So let's say if you're eating chicken, you want to make sure that the serving of chicken that you have is about the size of your palm. If you're having something like yogurt, you want to make sure that the serving of yogurt that you're having is about the size of your palm. Like I said, this is very basic general guidance in terms of adequate servings of protein. If you're curious about what your specific protein needs are, you can enlist the help of a certified nutrition coach for more general recommendations. If you want really specific numbers, you can definitely seek out the advice of a registered dietitian for that. So this question was specifically asking about on-the-go sources of protein. So we want sources of protein that are easy to travel with and easy to take with us. And this is going to be made much easier if you have a cooler bag or something, a lunch bag that you can bring with you to keep things cold, because most whole food sources of protein need to be refrigerated. Some of my favorite sources for protein on-the-go are things like cheese sticks, hard-boiled eggs, Greek yogurt cups, and... Uh, various types of meat, you can bring stuff left over, like cooked chicken, cooked beef, cooked pork, that kind of thing. For plant-based sources of protein, I really like cooked edamame. You can bring leftover prepared tofu or tempeh, um, that kind of thing. Keeping in mind that it doesn't have to be complex or complicated to be effective. Lots of regular sources of protein that you would think more for dinner can be made portable if you just cut it into bite-sized pieces and put it in a little container and have a cooler bag ready to take it with you. I also do use protein supplements in my own nutrition, and that can work really well for certain people. So I like whey protein. There's protein powders, lots of different protein powders on the market. There's protein bars available. There's lots of different varieties and types. So you have to kind of experiment to see what works best for you. No um, singular one is going to generally work for all people. So you kind of have to pick and choose and see, but always remember that protein powders and bars are to be treated like a supplement to your whole food sources of protein. So they, they are a good addition to a well-rounded nutritional plan. And those are also very easy to travel with. So a lot of times you just put your protein powder in a shaker cup, shake it up with a little bit of, uh, water or milk or whatever you prefer, and then you take it with you. That's a really good dense serving of protein. Okay, the next question is workout related. And the question is, I only have a limited amount of time to work out. What is the best choice for me to maximize my time? And my first question in response to that question is, what is limited time? So we need to be very focused in on how much time we have available. Do we only have one day a week? available. Do we have two days a week available? Do we have four days a week? Because the term limited can mean different things to different people. So first we have to identify concretely how many workouts we can actually fit into a given week. If we're using a week as kind of a general baseline, because my recommendations will change based on the number of days available. If you have three days a week or less, I always stress an emphasis on resistance training as the primary form of exercise. So let's say you have two days a week to exercise. I would recommend you do two days of body weight or weight-based, if you have equipment available, resistance training in a full body split pattern. Basically, that means that each workout, you're gonna be working each major muscle group, and you're going to be doing what is called compound movements, which are multi-muscle movements. So instead of doing things like bicep curls, which just train only your biceps, you're going to be doing things like rows, which uh, targets your arms and your back, things like push-ups, which targets your arms and your chest, or things like squats, which target multiple muscle groups in your legs. So instead of targeting just one muscle group at a time, you're doing compound movements that train your entire body. And that's a great way to be very efficient and effective if you only have three days or less a week to focus on fitness and your workouts. I want to add a quick caveat to this that just because this is my recommendation does not mean that it is the best recommendation for you. Because anytime anybody asks me what the best workout is, my response is always the best workout for you is something that you are going to enjoy doing. Because if you enjoy doing it, you're going to be consistent with it. And consistency is so much more important than the quote unquote best workout that science says or that the data shows or that even I recommend. The best workout for you is something that you enjoy because if you enjoy it, you're going to keep doing it. The next question is about mindset. So I tried to keep it a little bit of a variety of questions today. So the first question was about nutrition. Second question was about workouts. And now we'll move on to a question about mindset. And the question is, How do I stay motivated? This is another very popular question that I get asked all the time. And to answer this question, I'm going to utilize a concept that I have been taught in my nutrition coaching curriculum that I'm currently going through called Precision Nutrition. And they teach a concept. Basically, they say the action has to come before the motivation. And I really like the way that they put that because motivation is not a constant occurring emotion or mindset. Motivation waxes and wanes, it comes and goes. Some days we feel really motivated, other days we feel less motivated. And if our action is determined by how motivated we feel, we're not going to be consistent. Again, going back to that consistency over time. So a good way to describe this or to um, explain this is to use brushing your teeth. So we all know that brushing our teeth is is important, and we all know that we have to do it every day to see good results with keeping our teeth clean and healthy. But I wouldn't say that I'm always motivated to brush my teeth. Sometimes I'm tired at the end of the day, and I'm like, "Ah, I just want to go to bed. But I understand that the action has to come first. I'm just going to do the action even if I'm not feeling motivated to do it. And the same can be said about our fitness routine or our workouts. Now, workouts are a little bit more time intensive. You know, it only takes a minute or two to brush your teeth. Workouts, I know, last a little bit longer than that. But we have to put it in our mind that the action has to come before our motivation to do it. Because like I said, motivation isn't always going to be there. I don't always feel motivated to work out. Some people are a little surprised by that because they say, oh, you're a personal trainer, you must love to work out. And that's true. But that's not true every day. Sometimes I don't want to work out. Sometimes I'm feeling tired or just unmotivated. And I don't want to do it. But I understand that the action has to come first, because the action is what breeds consistency. Now, listen to me when I say that that doesn't mean that you should be working out no matter how you feel if you're feeling really, worn out, if you're injured, if you're sick, then obviously you need to listen to your body. You know your body best. What I'm saying is you cannot decide to work out based solely on your internal motivation or your internal feelings of motivation to do so, because I guarantee you, you're not going to feel motivated to do it every day. So just put the action before the motivation. Sometimes you'll feel really motivated and that can help and help supplement The action, but the action always has to come first. I hope that helps. Okay, so I think we have time for one more question. And I saved this question for last because as I was thinking about it, I thought, okay, I think this is gonna be kind of a longer answer for this question. So the question is, do I need to go to a gym to see results? And the reason why this is gonna be a little bit of a longer answer is because there's two parts to the way I wanna answer this question. The first part is, my answer is no, You do not need to go to a gym to see results. But my second question, follow-up question is, I think you're asking the wrong question here in a way, and I'll uh, explain what I mean in a few minutes. To answer the first part, no, you absolutely do not need to go to a gym to see results. I have many clients that I work with that train exclusively at home. A lot of times I even recommend starting out with body weight only to get used to certain movements and to really train your body how to move In certain ways, when we're kind of reteaching these movement patterns or establishing a good foundation, it's best to start with body weight so we really get a good idea of how our body is moving and get a good sense of that, especially with beginners who have limited experience with strength training. I myself worked out at home exclusively for many years when my kids were little and I saw really good results. And right now I'm actually doing a new body weight and uh, resistance band workout at home, that's I'm finding quite challenging. So there's lots of ways to challenge your body effectively and get good results without needing access to a commercial gym. That being said, I also do enjoy working out at a gym. So you got to figure out what works best for you and your season of life and your schedule. Now, my second follow up to that question is, Do I need to go to a gym to see good results? The answer is no. However, what is the result that we're actually after here? Are we looking for a cardiovascular benefit? Are we looking for strength gain? Are we looking for fat loss? There's lots of different results, and I'm using air quotes here, that we could be moving towards. And having an idea of what the actual result we're looking for is, is going to determine the exercise selection the exercise frequency, and how we gauge progress, because those three things are key to moving in the direction that we want to go. So if your results, and I'm using air quotes again, is fat loss, I'm going to recommend a workout selection style and frequency that's very different from someone that's, let's say, is looking for more of a conditioning and cardiovascular benefit. So I guess all this to say that the short answer is, no, you do not need to go to a gym to see results. But the longer answer is, what is the actual result that you're looking for? Because that, again, will determine the actual exercises and the actual workouts that you will be doing at home if you want to work out at home to see really good results for you. If you're interested in learning more about any of the concepts that I've gone over on today's Q&A episode Or if you would like a chance to speak with me one-on-one about a specific question that you have... I offer free consultations to all of my listeners for free. Everybody gets one free coaching call with me one-on-one and you can sign up for that right on my website at www.nextstepfitness.com. Remember the next has no E, N-X-T, stepfitness.com. Okay, I think that'll do it for my first Q&A episode for the Next Step Fitness podcast. I hope you learned a little something or you found something helpful in this episode. If you have a question that you would like answered on the podcast. I think I'm going to do Q&A episodes about once a month. So if you'd like to submit a question for the next month's episode of our Q&A episodes, just send me an email to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. That's podcast at nxtstepfitness.com. I am incredibly invested in seeing you succeed with your fitness and nutrition. So please, if you have any questions or I can help in any way, let me know and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember the next has no E, it's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.